This is Final Plank Media. This week's episode was recorded live at GalaxyCon 2020 in Richmond, Virginia. Nice. Right, good evening, everybody. Thanks for coming to Galaxy. Settle in with a notepad and a cup of coffee for today's informative episode, Podcasting 101. Your first 12 months. Um, my name is Brent Lacey. My name is Nolan Lacey. I'm the brother with the beard. I'm the good-looking brother. With the beard? <laughs> with the beard. So what we're going to talk about is uh, how to get a podcast up and off the ground. Um, we are co-owners of Final Plank Media. We run three different podcasts, uh, After the Plot, Good Better Quest, and Versus, and we'll get a little more into that later. Um, we've been doing this about a year, and so as part of the process, we wanted to share with everybody else what, what did we learn over the past 12 months? What were some, some roadblocks? What were some obstacles? So maybe if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, you can skip all that and then just get right, right to the good part, right? Um, so we can go to the, the next one there. Uh, so this hour, it, there, there's a lot that goes into podcasting. Part of it is getting your creative part out. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people have nine to five jobs it gets very monotonous you need an outlet for something and sometimes that's sports sometimes that's doing something creative podcasts we found is a really good collaborative way to get your creative side moving Hmm. Um, as a busy adult scheduling with other adults is very difficult and when you are doing the creative process finding that and coming together to make a a product, which is kind of a corporate way of putting it, but it is a product for people to listen to. Um, It can really help on your day-to-day just having a goal to shoot for. Uh, So, you know, we're going to talk about what it takes from having an idea, getting with your friends, collaborating, scheduling, and putting it on the internet for people to enjoy. Um, so what we're going to do during this hour is kind of go through just the process. This is going to be the nuts and bolts of doing a podcast. So we're not going to get too much into um, topics or you know what kind of material. This is information. Thank you very much. This is information that can be applied to to any any podcast. This is just like how do you get your idea going into a microphone, get it on the internet, and then make it sound good, yeah. and go from there. So and and a lot of this is specific to what we've done that we found success in. We've we've had a couple of iterations of programs we're using and hardware we're using and and ways to schedule so this isn't a comprehensive every program that you can use every way to schedule this is this isn't everything on the market this is what we have used for the amount of money we're putting into it essentially which is not much yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's a hobby at this point yeah so uh final plank media is a Oh, come on now. Amateur here. Go back. Um, Final Plank Media is uh, a company that produces three podcasts. Um, After the Plot is a um, journalistic expedition. We go and look at untold stories behind franchises that people know and love. So what happened to the housing economy after Dorothy left and that house fell down and all the munchkins, you know, their whole neighborhood was turned upside down. Um, You know, in Zelda, what happens with people when link comes in keeps smashing up their stores looking for rupees and equipment and stuff why do all the pots grow back? why do the pots grow back right um another one is versus and we just do a monthly roundup of like all things nerdy what movies are coming out 
Um, what have you been doing? Um, and then the other one is Good Better Quest, which Nolan runs. That is a uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's a it's a, a playing a tabletop tabletop fifth podcast. edition Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, it's set in a college atmosphere. Favorite so university. It's a uh, funnier than it is serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Final Plank is the name of the company. We have pieces of the Final Plank that we brought with us. So at any time, if anyone wants to grab one on the way out, you guys can help by being part of the, the final plank there. So I'll, yeah. I'll have those up on the table. Um, and it's got our company name, so if you just Google that, it'll get you to the, the website with all the, the shows, and we're on the Spotify, Apple, this, that, and the other. We'll, we'll get to that, too. The okay. map here here that we have, uh, this just marks where all of our team's members are located. So we're really, really spread out. Um, I live in Richmond, just down the way. Nolan lives in Jacksonville. Uh, we've got th- three people on the team that live in Augusta, Georgia. And then another fellow lives in Houston, Houston Texas. Houston, Texas. So, um, and part of the reason we put this up here is because a, a big barrier that we hear from other podcasters is that they have friends that are interested in doing podcasts, but they're in different places, and they find it hard to record over the internet. And part of this is to show that if you, if you have a good idea and you have friends that are motivated and want to do it, you can be on opposite ends of the world. If, if you can schedule a time to get together and record, do it. it it's... The reward that you get from doing the podcast or anything collaborative is worth the time to do it no matter where you are. So to get started, um, the first topic we're going to go over is scheduling, which is really, you know, as an adult, I find that's like the main barrier to get hobby stuff done is your schedule. We've all got, we've all got jobs and responsibilities. So what we figured out early on was like, okay, we got six people over four or five states this is going to be our main concern is like getting it done. Um, otherwise, it turns into uh, we'll record at the end of the weekend on busiest weekend. We'll record Monday, and then that turns into three months, and then you haven't you haven't done anything. So we, we broke it down uh, by scale, starting at the top and, and working down. So at the first, we've got our, our, our yearly scheduling. Um, if you're going to do a podcast, we want to look at a season. Some people try to just do them continuously, but you're going to get burned out. You're like I'm going to release a show every week until I die. <laughs> it's not it's not going to happen right either your your production quality is going to suffer or you're just going to get sick of the thing you're talking about so we set uh, a season we're going to go from here to here we're going to do this many episodes so that's what we got to get done and then we'll take a little break so you can you can recharge the battery uh, the yearly timeline is also when you look at stuff like i need to get to a convention so i can talk about podcasting stuff right so that's the big stuff that you're looking at what do i want to what are these big uh, milestones that i want to hit during the year that aren't kind of a repetitive process. And and part of that too is if you have themed episodes, a lot of people do holiday episodes or seasonal episodes. We have one for, you know, the summer or for Thanksgiving or or whatever. Having having your, what is it, 10,000 mile? 10,000 foot view. Yeah, when you're looking down going, all right, we know we're gonna need to do a Christmas episode. How long does it take to write, record, and produce an episode to have it out in the Christmas season or the, you know, whatever holiday you want to do it on. So that, that is also good to know. It takes us two months to do this, so we need to schedule to have this done by November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get into monthly, at that point, that's when you're planning your schedule. When are we going to do all recording? Uh, when are we going to post? How often are we going to post? Um, two of our shows, uh, After the Plot and Versus and we only release one episode a month. Um, one is because it takes a freaking long time to make the episode, and then uh, other one is just because we don't have 
that much to talk about, so it takes us a month to <laughs> see some more movies and play some more video games. Uh, Good Better Quest, the D&D podcast, we release twice a month um, because these nerds will play like three hours at a time and record a huge amount of material so he can just keep cranking them out there. But that's something else you got to look at, like, okay, every Monday we're releasing something, so no matter what week it is, got to be thinking about what's the next week coming up, what's, what's going to be due, so to speak, what do we need to have out there. Um, going into the weekly, having conference calls, just even if you don't have anything to really record, you don't have anything on the schedule, getting together once a week to say, I thought of this new story, or I thought of a new way to incorporate editing into production, how to make this go faster. I, I found new things every week has helped us mm. speed up our production, make, I think, our production a, a much higher quality. We're actually releasing the first episode for season two. Yeah, season two's Monday. On Monday. And um, we have listened to season one. We're starting on the releases of season two and, and just having these conference calls where we go over these smaller details every week and not leaving it until there's a concern, I think has made our quality yeah. so much better. And even if you're a one-man team or a one-woman team and you, you have an idea for a podcast like every Sunday or every whenever your free time is, even if you have nothing new to record or you're, you're caught up setting that time, like Wednesday night is podcast night and I'm going to go through my notes and uh, you know scour my emails or revise a script, whatever it is, so don't wait for the, the due date to come. It's like every whatever the day is, you're going to get something else done. Yeah, and, and with these weekly conference calls, we've gotten to the point where we might not have anything big, but we can go back and re-record something if we don't like it or get ahead. We'll, we'll have part of a script written, but we might not have the finish to a story, and we'll just say, we, you know, we're already here. Everybody's ready to record. Let's just put 10 or 15 minutes into recording things and see if we can get something. And a lot of times that kind of greases the wheel and we get to where somebody has said something funny and then we're just, we're, you know, we're taking as many oh, I gotta as we can. got to redo this whole script because yeah. that was a really good line. <laughs> yeah. So just the, again, working that weekly collaborative process in is, I think that's the most vital part of your schedule that you yeah. can have. So uh, last one on this slide on the daily schedule. Just real quick poll of the audience, one, one to five, one being I'm just starting, five being like I've got some podcast stuff going. Is anybody already on the, the path, already on the process here? We've got, we've got a, a, a wiggly three, a one, <laughs> one and a half. Okay, cool. Okay. So you may know this, you might not, but like the actual sitting in front of the microphone recording is like 10% of the time. Um, I would say the majority of the time for most of our shows is just editing. Just sitting there yeah. and clicking, that wasn't good, make this louder. Bring that down. I need us, a sound effect here. Us. Most of your time will be spent taking out us. Yeah. And like that, that doesn't bug a lot of people. It bugs me. I don't know why. But whenever we have a presentation or, or any of the, the podcasts that we're editing, I would say 40 to 50% of my time is just taking, somebody takes a break um, uh, uh, and I just sit there and take that out. And it's not a long process, but if you have a lot to say, Sometimes you can say that 40 or 50 times an hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, See? <laughs> <laughs> we have, I don't know if we'll have time to play this. You can go on to the next one. Okay. He did a super cut of like an hour's worth of footage, and he just took all the ums and uhs and threw it all into one 30-second clip. It's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Um, <laughs> so if I can pull it up by the end here, I'll show it to you. And it's really amazing, like, how much of your time is wasted going, um... Uh, well, 
So you want to you want to get that out. Yeah. Uh, but right now we'll move on to hardware because you got to have all this stuff, right? And if you're not getting paid or sponsored, it's coming out of your pocket. Um, see, there we go. I'm, th- I'm thinking <laughs> about it now. I'm manually breathing. You need a microphone. You need a computer. You need a, a quiet place to to record. What we have here is our Blue Yeti microphone. That's what I started with. Uh, Nolan has a different microphone that he uses. What's what's the name of yours? It's a it's called Fifine. It's a plug and play. It's just USB. There's not any drivers that come along with it. You don't have to worry about updates. Uh, it's okay. It's good. If if it's just one person talking in one room. It'll cut out a lot of white noise. You won't get air conditioning. You won't get the neighbor throwing garbage into their garbage can. You won't, you won't get random things like that. But if you're trying to do, uh, you know, some kind of high narrative, if you're doing like, I don't know if anybody listened to the uh, Stitcher Wolverine podcast. It's, it's great. It's a good podcast. That's where you want to get. Um, but they have $5,000 mics. Not everybody can afford that. The, the Blue Yeti that Brent has was seventy dollars how much did you pay for it was that? it's under a hundred yeah it's not super expensive but mine was 22 even, even less expensive right? yeah and we were getting about the same quality out of it so we've we've just found <laughs> there's a lot more editing that goes into this there's a lot of so, gain you so have to a, work with um, a blue yeti which is kind of standard kind of run of the mill uh, i can sit in my office and if i crank up the gain i can hear the person walking their dog outside, I can hear them talking, which is like kind of cool and spy and creepy. <laughs> but it's not good when you're recording a podcast because you hear like every single thing in the house going on. So we switched to Nolan's setup just so it'll all sound the same. Because like you said, if you're in different rooms, different houses, it's going to sound weird. Like we're supposed to be at a table having a conversation, but it clearly sounds like we're in, we're right. in two different areas. So that's why we kind of standardized it. Yeah. And but the, the Blue Yeti, if you guys ever watch you know, people who've recorded their podcasts and put it on YouTube, that's going to be one of the most common mics you will ever see. Mm. It's, it's ubiquitous. A lot of people use it. It's an extremely good mic. You just have to have a really good recording setup. You got to have padding. You got to make sure that it's not going to pick up white noise. But it is a good mic. So environment here, um, we're going to kind of go across the board here. Some of these are, are pretty quick. Um, don't do things like have your phone on the, the <laughs> table here. Uh, any, you know, obviously you have your phone on silent, but if you have your phone on the table and it, you get a, any kind of message, any vibration is going to come through the base here. And if you are talking over it, you can't get it out. So you, you can't use that footage. Yeah. If, if you're talking and because I have a wooden desk and a lot of times I think I'm being really sneaky trying to like text the dungeon master for good, better quest. And I'll send him something and put my phone down on my wooden desk with my phone or with my microphone sitting mm-hmm. on it, and he'll immediately text back, and I'll be talking, and it just womp womp. Yeah. Oh, man. So then I have to, we have to stop, or I just have to be okay with text noise in, yeah. the, in the podcast. Don't eat or drink while you're recording. I know it seems obvious, but like if you go and just listen to, just kind of take your pick of podcasts out there, and invariably you'll hear somebody start like chewing, or a swallow, or like a like from a latent burp or something so it's fine to talk to somebody in person and have a a sandwich we've all talked to somebody over a meal and you don't notice all the chewing but when you go back and listen to it it sounds god awful so don't don't do it yeah because when you're both eating it's just something you're doing but when you're listening to someone eat and you're not yeah (laughs) it's a lot different yeah um next one is time of day yes 
so this this is more of a note for you because I I have my stuff in the back of my house. I can't hear cars or garbage trucks or people walking by or anything. So this this is definitely mm-hmm. for. So yeah. um, my wife and I live over near Virginia Union. If anybody's from Richmond, it's a university just up the road here. Uh, real nice neighborhood. Um, real quiet. Not a lot of traffic. It's near Brook Road. If anybody knows where, where Brook Road is. So we checked out the house in March and got through the summer. Everything was good. And then come late fall, while I'm washing dishes, I start hearing, wah up, wah up, wah up. And I'm like, does our neighbor play the tuba? <laughs> what the hell's going on? And it turns out the marching band practices directly across the street. The whole marching band, all however many dozens of people. A full, full, full-blown marching band, which is awesome when you're trying to fold clothes and you have like this, like a drum line to fold clothes to, is amazing, right? I've never, I've never been so stoked folding clothes, but is the worst environment for. I'm like, are you serious? I have to record around a damn marching band now. So, it's just kind of stuff you want to keep in mind. Don't record around five because that's rush hour. So, like, if people are going to be coming home. If there's any cars or traffic, you're picking it up. Um, this is all assuming you don't have the funds to get your own booth studio with the, the sound padding, because then you can record in the middle of a rock concert if you got the right stuff. But we're you know piecing it together, so just keep in mind when when you're recording. Yeah. Uh, the other one, chairs. So rolly chairs. This this is the chair you should be recording in. Non, it doesn't move. Non rolly chair. Yeah. So. Um, some of the people we record Good Better Quest with have rolly chairs on wooden floors, which is fine for your everyday sitting there playing computer games or whatever. But again, when you're trying to record and you lean back, it goes or you move the wheels across the wooden floor. You can't edit around that if somebody says something really funny and you want to keep it in. So somebody will say something funny and all you get is creaky wooden wheels. So, so you have to practice just sitting perfectly still, not moving <laughs> while you're talking. Or grab a kitchen chair. Or grab a kitchen chair. Uh, the last one, the daily calendar there, day of the week. Uh, that's something you want to just keep in mind. Like, does, do you, does your neighbor use lawn care services and somebody's going to start mowing the lawn every other Tuesday? That sort of stuff. Um, these are the things you want to think about before you start scheduling your recording time. If you're working with uh, a team of people and you have everybody over at your house or you're doing it online and it's like, oh, I forgot that you know, Mr. Smith next door has the guy come over and mow his lawn, and now we got to, like, y- your day shot there. So these are just the things, like, we didn't think about ahead of time, and then when we went to edit, we're like, oh, no, this is ruined. We have to go do it again. So <laughs> hopefully it will save you a little trouble with these items. Software, uh, we've gone through more programs to communicate with. Uh, we, we found Audacity because it's, again, it's a ubiquitous program it's free free. free. Uh, it's fairly intuitive to use a a lot of the effects that they have on there have extremely simple tutorials on how to pick them up and apply them to whatever audio you're using we initially started using discord to record with because it's a little bit easier did i I use discord you know we're talking about yeah Yeah, uh, you use it for video games it's lower on latency it's easier on your computer to play a game and use discord and talk with somebody but. Um, but we found out that if you're talking on Discord, it's really good for, hey, go kill that guy. No, jump off that building. No, pick that up. But when you start talking and you're doing it for a long time, it continually lowers the threshold for what it's picking up. So we would be trying to have these recording sessions with four or five, six people 
someone would go into a paragraph of dialogue and then no one could hear them because the microphone would slowly was, fade off in the background. Yeah, because <laughs> Discord would just say, oh, this is background noise now. Cut it all out. Yep. So we were having problems. I'm not background noise, Discord. <laughs> we, we had problems hearing people, and we would have to say, wait, hold on, I didn't hear that. Do it again many, many times. So we've gone to Skype, and Skype is not a great program. Um, I've had it crash on me a couple of times. Uh, luckily, if you're recording, if you record through Skype, which is a way to get your podcast going, if you have to, uh, because it'll record everybody and get everybody's audio, that's really hard on the person's computer that's recording. So I've, I've been recording and we've been doing good and then my computer will just go, no, not anymore. And um, it stays recording as long as the session is active. So if you have people in that same chat and nobody leaves, you can join back into the call and not lose any audio. So it's a good backup just to get through it. So, and, and, and you know, if you're going to record with people in different buildings, like you could technically just get on the phone with somebody else, and then each, you each have your own mic, and this is doing the recording. The phone is just so we can hear the conversation. Right. And the way we do the actual recording, if you, if you listen to the radio, they'll have people call in, and you can clearly tell this person's in the studio, this person is on a phone. And it, it's not, it sucks. It's not good quality, right? So what we do is something called a double ender, where what you do is people on both ends of the phone are separately recording their own voice and then skype is just so we can hear each other there's not no actual recording going on with skype and then one person finishes exports their file sends it to the other person now i have two files and i just line them up and now it sounds like we're both coming through a microphone in one room so it's way cleaner than trying to record somebody over skype yeah the problem that you run into is you you got to hope the person on the other end knows how to use their recording software uh, we've gotten files before where somebody was just recording in mono the whole time, which is awful. Or, like, they had the window open at their house, so you get all the traffic from behind here. Or um, you don't have the microphone uh, microphone <laughs> plugged in. So we, we, we did, like, a two-hour session of recording. It was great. We were doing voice work. We were riffing. We were throwing jokes. And then I kept looking at my uh, audacity, my, my wave signature, like, man, it's really blowing out the top. I'm really clipping out. I don't know what the hell's going on. And we finished, and I looked down, and my mic wasn't plugged in the whole time. So I was just going through, like, the crappy microphone on, on the computer. So uh, now we have a checklist. <laughs> Everybody's recording in stereo. Everybody's mic is plugged in. All the doors are closed. Your phone is off the table. Nobody's chewing. Anybody put their rolly chair in the other room? Because um, it really, it's really uh, <coughs> defeating once you get 90 minutes in, and you're like, oh, this was all wasted i gotta i gotta start over but this sort of stuff kind of helps you get going trello is oh do you have another no oh, i was just gonna say um all of these programs are also free yep uh that's that's another big reason we're doing it there probably is a better well, there's definitely a better yeah yeah to make you're, calls you're online <laughs> yeah. um but again you know we we aren't making money off of this we we enjoy doing this and we have put some money into it to make the best quality that we can but if you're just getting started and you have a good idea and you don't Again, like if you don't have a thousand dollars to put into software, hardware, recording areas, all of that, this stuff will get you a really good quality podcast, and we'll get it to people to listen. Yep. Hopefully, to pay you to do it. Right. Uh, Trello is similar to Jira or uh, Atlassian. Is anybody familiar with those through work? It's a way to map out the pieces in your project, going from this needs to be done, this is work in progress, this is completed. 
right? And it's useful. You can just do sticky notes on a board. It's called a Kanban board. Uh, Toyota uses this a lot. And if you're all in the same room, you can just have sticky notes on the board. But if you're in different locations, it doesn't work. So uh, Trello, it's it, it, you set it up online. So if I move, you know, record uh, episode one, part one narration from needs to be done to in progress, then anybody else that signs on to our account will see, oh, Brent's going to do this narration so we don't have to worry about it. Then when it's done, I can move it into the, the done folder. You can assign tasks to people. You can leave comments. If something's done, somebody else listened to it and said, no, this is not good, you need to redo it. So it's just a way for everybody to see the big picture of what needs to get done for the project. Um, the alternative is you're just sending emails, and that's just a nightmare when you start. we got all these different episodes we're doing, and then there's different emails going to different people. Some people are replying all the whole time. Some people aren't replying all. So things like uh, Trello and Jira works really well to make sure we're all on the, the same page. One little note about recording with the same software. We were having to have somebody record in Skype, and then everybody else was recording in Audacity. The problem is that Audacity records at 44,100 hertz, so a very specific pickup of your audio. And Skype, I don't know for a fact the exact number, but it was less than that. So we would line up our files and we would be talking, but the Skype track's going just a little bit faster. So every time we would get to a point where they're supposed to be talking, they're a tenth of a second ahead. So people after, would be... After an hour. It, it yeah, really yeah after an hour, it's, it's a full three or four seconds ahead. So making sure that you're on the same software also just, it, it makes it so much easier, even if it's not the best software. If everybody's on the same software, you'll probably get a better product. Yep. Naming convention. Oh. So everybody read our Farside comic first. Let's read it, read it out loud in case maybe. So the names we give our dogs. This is Rex, our new dog. The names they give themselves. Hello, I am known as Vexorg, destroyer of cats and devourer of chickens. I am Xenorf, the one who comes by night to the neighbor's yard. And this is Princess Shuana, barker of great annoyance and daughter of Queen La, stainer of the Persian rugs. So the reason that's important <laughs> If you work at a large organization and you have 5,000 files that you are working on and sharing, naming them all the same thing or allowing people to name them however they feel, one project can turn into 15 projects. And trying to sort through data to just say, I need a report done, somebody made the graphs and named them one thing, somebody took the, the writing of the report and named it another thing, somebody took the pictures we're using and named them a totally different thing and or saved you get, them one you know, the, the file name is like version 2.0, final draft, final, this time I mean it, use this one, this is the last one, final. Right. right. Yeah, because some people will just take what you've already named and put Add onto it. Yeah, their initials on it, or final, or the date they did it, and not clarify that this is the same thing you were working on. Yeah. So, so for, for, for one episode of, of uh, After the Plot, which is our, our journalistic, our uh, journalism podcast, uh, they're about 45 minutes long, and one, I'm, I'm looking at the folder here, one episode is 78 different files and that's just the, the audio you record like your speaking voice um any sound effects you had if i get voc uh, vocal tracks from somebody else if there's background music i need that uh, any small clip that i'm gonna layer it's got to be a separate file so if i need nolan to send me you know i need send me the sound of the you know when the guy threw the table over and we had that big crash i need that and then i need your tracks when you were doing the narration and then I worked on the dialogue with our friends, so we need to get those together. 
you can easily just waste hours and hours just going through like, all right, which file was that? I got to listen to it. Nope, that wasn't right, right? So we wanted to get rid of all that wasted time. So we just appointed Nolan the namings are. And he, he came up with a convention. Like, he just tells us all, this is what you're going to name them. Everybody shut up and listen. You're going to name all your files this. And we just went, okay, we'll do it. And hasn't been a problem since. It saved time. Because yeah. it, it, you, can, you can spend an entire day organizing your files before you even open Audacity to edit. So whatever you use, stay consistent with it. There's no one right way to do it, but when you guys decide, like, the, the, the season is going to go first, then the name of the episode, then whether this is dialogue or an interview or narration yeah. or a sound effect, whatever that convention is, keep it, keep it the same. And, and the number of files you'll have really does depend on what type of story you're trying to tell or what type of podcast you're recording, because Good Better Quest, it's... it's you know, five people talking, so we really only have five tracks of Big tracks. Yeah, a, a voice, and then every once in a while we'll have a some sound music. effect, and we have some music. So it's a lot smaller. But for when we're telling a story, when we're doing after the plot, we have dialogue between us in the field. We have narration. We're, we're reporters in the field, right? So we have that dialogue. We have narration of the story back in the studio. We have the people that we're talking to. Sometimes we'll have asides from random characters we're talking to. So Background music, ambient noise, sound effects. Right. So one section we have, we can have up to five or six people talking, but then we can have narration and dialogue and internal dialogue and music, sound effects. So it, it can build up depending on how many layers you're trying to put into the story you're telling. Oh, and tidy up your folders. Once you're done with an episode, start a new folder. Don't, don't be like, this is my podcast folder. I'm just going to put everything. <laughs> so we've got like a different folder for each show, each episode. Sound effects are in their own folder. Music is in its own folder. When we finish season one, archive it, get it out of there. Don't, you don't need like all these gigabytes just taking up space. So yeah. Tidy it up as you go. That way when you go back to look through it, you're not sifting through an exponentially growing folder of all these files. Yeah. So know where it is, get rid of it keep naming stuff the same i think for 15 episodes of good better quest i had 170 gigabytes of information audacity makes big files too so that contributes to it but it's a lot of information hosting and posting so you got an idea you got a microphone you want to talk about it but if nobody listens to it it's like a tree that if a tree falls in the woods can you make a podcast you know what i mean if nobody's <laughs> around did i get that right something something like that mm. so hosting is where are you going to store your files online? Posting is how are you going to get it out to people so they care and come in and listen? Yeah. We picked Podbean for our hosting. If you put, on, if you put your tracks onto Podbean, you can access pretty much everything. You know, Apple Podcasts. Um, the other one? The, the other one. Spotify. MeTunes. Uh, <laughs> um, MeTunes. Yeah. It, just, a- anything that hosts podcasts if you put it onto podbean it'll go ahead and make a track for you well you got to do the work but it'll you yeah. can do it through them all these other ones uh, essentially if you're starting out they'll all work the same yeah um, some are better if you are doing a lot of frequent posting some are better if you're posting larger files some are better at tracking their metrics yeah but if you're just getting started it, it's really it makes no difference like we have a, a wix website mm. wix uh, finalplank.com you should go there and you should look at our podcast <laughs> finalplank.com final uh, but we use Wix uh, I know that Squarespace you can host and post your own podcasts and they'll give you metrics back 
And it's about the same price as doing Podbean and a Wix website, but it's all in one. So it really depends on you know, what kind of functionality you want. If you want it all in one place, if you like the UI of Podbean, it's really, it really is simple to yep. use. And with, um, with Podbean, um, you can do a free account, but you are limited in how much time of audio you can store there. I think it's like five hours if you've got the free one. So that means once you get to five, you've got to delete the old episode and put a new one on. If you pay for it, you do the basic one unlimited, right? So we have three shows on our network, so we needed, you know, we needed people to be able to search for three different shows. So we paid for one full account on Podbean, which means unlimited storage. So all of our shows go there. That's the one that we link to, you know, our Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff. Um, the actual, like our website, finalplank.com, has all of the episodes there. That's from the main paid Podbean account. But because it's all under one account, you have to search for the network to access it. You have to search for Final Plank or Final Plank Media. But if somebody doesn't know about the company, they just heard about one show, if you went and searched for it on iTunes or Spotify, it wouldn't come up. So then we have three of the free accounts just for each show, right? But what that means is those can only save five hours worth of audio. So they're typically our five most recent episodes for each of those shows. Yeah. So if, you have, you know, if you're just going to do one, I would recommend just either doing the paid account if it's in your budget or the free one. No big deal. But if you want to have different shows and you have them under one umbrella, you want to have one where you can store everything and never goes away and then some other ones. Yeah. If you're just balling, then just buy a bunch of paid accounts and do whatever you want and <laughs> you're good. And I think the, uh, the Podbean account for the unlimited storage was $100 for a year. Like it, it's not incredibly expensive. It's, it's affordable if you're really trying to make a go out of podcasting. If you have Disney Plus, you can afford a Podbean <laughs> account here. Yeah. And then posting, you know, you got to get it out there. And honestly, this is the part that I struggle with the most because I just don't care, really. But that's not good for getting your, your message out there. So we have a Facebook page. Nolan runs a Twitter account. We have a Instagram account. Uh, we don't have anything on YouTube, but, you, you know, it's good to use. And we have gone through phases where we're posting every single day to get it out there. And I've heard that's what you really got to do if you want to show up on people's feeds. You got to do it every day. It's not happening. You know what I mean? So we're averaging about a few times a week. Um, anytime you post an episode, that's when you also want to throw it up on your Instagram. Hey, new episode. Go check it out. Facebook page. Hey, we just posted a new episode. Get it out there. And then we try to throw in some other things here and there. Goofy pictures when we're recording. Things about GalaxyCon. That's, that's going to be on there. Um, anything that just relates to your brand that you want to get out there. What you don't want to do is just post, hey, listen to my show, listen to my show, listen to my show, right? Because people are going to get sick of that and they're going to stop looking. So you're trying to build a relationship with your followers there. Uh, I'm not any good at it, but that's what you're trying <laughs> to do. You want to get it to where people are interested to see what's on your feed, not because they're just eager to listen to another show. It's great if they are, but you want it to just be a kind of give and take where there's a, a community We're, built in there. So on, on the problem that I'm running into on Twitter, we, we get about a, an extra follower a day. I mean, consistently. The problem is it's typically another podcast. Yeah. So I'm a part of several podcast groups and we all internally share our podcasts with each other and you know we have a lot of tweets and you should go listen to this and they share it with them and then another podcast follows me and they want me to share their podcasts and then I share their podcast but neither of us are listening to each other's podcasts because we're too busy sharing each other's podcasts. 
So a, a lot of it kind of goes unheard on Twitter because we're not gaining random people who like, oh, I would like that. I'm going to listen to their entire track. It's other podcasts like they're sharing. They'll share my stuff too. Let's share my stuff with them. And then it, it's kind of insular. So if you run into where you know you get a couple of hundred followers and you don't get as many listens as you have followers, it, it, it's a problem, but it's the best kind of problem to have, I guess. Because essentially, eventually you're going to have people who go, oh, I like this podcast and they follow them, so maybe I should listen to this too. Yeah. So that being said, something else you can post is when you edit out all your ums, which I found. So we'll see if we can play this. And that was all from one episode. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last slide we have is about balancing your life. Did anybody to... get it? Did anybody get it? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, making sure you're putting the time in to be proud of what you're making and also wake up and go to work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, if, if you have the time to put eight, 10 hours into podcasting, recording, researching, writing, making sure everything that you're doing is just a clean and, and perfect product, that's great. But uh, you know, most people have 40 hours of work every week to get to. And you have to do that work to make sure that you can afford doing podcasts. And then you do podcasts to relax from going to work. So making and, sure that you're... Another yeah. thing with, with the balance of time is like, if you are thinking of doing a podcast, it's probably because you're really into a certain topic or subject and you feel like you've got a wealth of knowledge that you want to share, and I'm sure that that's true. What you'll find out is once you start recording, you're going you're gonna to blow through all that quick. You'll be like, oh, shit, what do I talk about now? <laughs> right? And so if your schedule is so tight that I have to just keep recording, your quality is going to suffer because it's going to be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm running out of stuff to say, or you're going to start repeating yourself. So you've got to build in time to daydream, which in our society, people get real anxious. Like, I'm not... I'm not being productive. I'm not. I'm not doing anything, right? But you gotta. You gotta just stop. And I'm, I'm. My wife will say, I'm. I'm the worst at this. I don't ever stop and slow down. But you gotta. You gotta stop and just let the new thoughts come in. You gotta let stuff ruminate. So whether that's sitting on your couch for an hour, going for a walk, you gotta. You gotta. If you really like podcasting, you gotta sometimes get away from podcasting because you're gonna get so caught up in. How many views do I have? How many likes do I have? Am I posting this new thing? Am I done editing? Did this guy get me the script yet? That you're going to lose sight of what's the, what's the actual topic that I'm really passionate about that I want to share. And it'll come across in your production quality too. And you know, you'll lose listeners if, if the quality goes down. So it is a lot of extra work. It, it is a heavy, heavy duty hobby. But if you, if, you, if you like it and you want it to keep going, sometimes you gotta, you gotta just put it down and just walk away from it. You know what I mean? Also, you got to find time to do all the nitty-gritty stuff, looking at your metrics, setting up your website, cleaning out your, your folders, making sure everything's neat, like really boring stuff. Um, but you got to do that because otherwise that store stuff builds up and then gets in the way of you being successful with your, with your posting. There. Yeah. If you, if you do that, the boring stuff, an hour or two a week, you can keep working, but if you let it build up to where you have to do an entire week of cleaning out files and posting and looking at your metrics and stuff, you might not want to ever do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I will tell you what else we got going on this weekend, and then if anybody has any questions, we'd be happy to give you any information we have about your question. Uh, tomorrow at 8.15, yeah. 
Uh, we're gonna be back up here again. I think we're one or two rooms down. Uh, we're gonna do a, a, a panel just about after the plot. So uh, the reporters that we send out into the field are gonna come and tell you about all their travels to Oz, uh, to Skyrim, to, to Hyrule. Hyrule. Uh, the that desert town where there's there were so many so many pizza boys. It was incredible. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a funny, silly panel. Uh, we'd be happy for you to come and, and check that out as well. Sunday at five o'clock, we'll be back up here again, and that's going to be just about the creative process. So we talked today like nuts and bolts, like what pieces do you need to have to make a show. That one's going to be more like. What do we do to get the icing on the cake? How do you get the script written? How do you take an idea and make it from something in your head that you like to something that other people can listen to? Right? So just because just you like it and know a lot about it doesn't mean that people are going to want to listen to you talk about it. So there's a, there's a, there's a gap you've got to fill there. So that, that panel will be how we, we make that happen. And we'll do some before and afters, you know, episode one versus episode 15. This is how the production quality changed because of how we kind of honed the process over the year. So we'd love to see you guys there. Again, we've got pieces of our own final plank up here, so feel free to grab one on the way out. And if you have any questions, uh, we have five or ten minutes left, so we'd love to hear. The last guy was late, so we can stay late, too. <laughs> deal. Right. Yes, sir. Um, the software portion you were talking about is your products are mostly for audio. Um, for video podcasts, what's the pervasive software out there for production that? So, like you said, we haven't gotten into that. Um, the question, just I'm sure everybody heard, but I want to make sure it goes on the episode, was uh, software for video editing, video podcasting. You know, the stuff that comes right on your computer, that camera is going to be garbage quality. <laughs> so you'd need to get some type of low-quality camera to start. Um, there are some basic software that will do your video editing, and if it's just I want to have a picture of me talking while I record the podcast you won't need much editing. If you're wanting to do any auxiliary animation or things on top of that, I honestly don't have too much information about that type of software. Are you looking to put it on like YouTube? Uh, potentially. I'm looking at OBS and slobs as uh, potential tools to use to produce that. Okay. Mm -hmm. so um, I know you... I don't know what people are doing. Yeah. We, we have... Not, yeah, we like you said, we haven't really looked into the the video portion of it, just because that's that's a whole other aspect. Um, I do know that YouTube has a built-in editor, extremely basic stuff, but it is really easy to use. So if you're doing simple documentary, like you're recording yourself cooking something, um, I, I know a lot of people can use the YouTube editor with whatever camera you're using, whatever software you're using. It'll take the the video and and edit it okay, but. Yeah, we, we definitely don't know enough about the software for, for video, unfortunately. But honestly, like, I think getting on YouTube is a good idea because I think it's more likely you're going to come across more people's feeds. Like, the, I think there's a lot more people using YouTube than all of the different podcast uh, platforms there. So, um, sorry I don't have a good answer, but like, I think that's a great idea that you want to have some, some video along with it. But I would check out that, that YouTube editor to start there. Thanks. Yes, sir. Any other, any other questions or any other topics that we kind of went over a little too quickly and you want us to yes. go back uh, into? What is the best way to, to see how you're doing when you're doing podcasting for starting life? Okay, so let me ask you this. Like, how do you define doing well? Like, Do you want listeners? Do you want money? Uh, do you want to just put out a good product? 
like what how, how I'm, gotcha, so you not rhetor- I'm not I'm not rhetorical like, I, like how I'm asking you like how are you how would you define that Yeah. So most of the um, hosting platforms, Podbean that we talked about, they'll they'll give you your metrics. They'll say in the last 90 days you got this many downloads, and then the last 30 days, last one day, uh, where those IP addresses came from. So we've got one. We have one listener in like the Seychelles. Yeah. That keeps <laughs> tuning in for some weird reason. Um, so it'll tell you where everybody's coming in from, and, and it, it'll give you the, the numbers too. Um, Podbean will also tell you if they think it's a recurrent user. So if, if, they, if you post an episode and the same kind of MAC address or IP address tunes in every single time you do it, they'll say, this is a recurrent user, they're enjoying it, they're from, I, they only narrow it down to the state, so you can't know if it's like your friend in you know, but wherever. But if, if you're talking actual feedback, that comes down to like, how are you building that community on the social media? Do you have, are you posting often enough to where people will comment on what's going on? Are you asking questions on your Twitter feed or, or not on your feed, but on, on your Twitter, or on your Instagram to get that? Because, you know, people will listen, but I think we've got like a pinch of people that have ever commented on an episode. Yeah. Um, and, and, and certain platforms are better for comments. Like the most comments we get are from Apple podcasts because Apple has a really good commenting platform, whereas like nobody really comments on Spotify, there's not a good place to do that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard to know because like if you don't have an iPhone and you only listen on Spotify or whatever, someone might not ever comment and have a lot to say, but might, you know, maybe they're too shy to say it on Facebook or whatever, or not do it anonymously. So the, the metrics we found are, are kind of difficult to really Correct. Yeah, because like we, when we release a podcast, we have a fairly consistent listener base. Like we know we're going to get X number of listens the first day, and it'll taper off as it goes until the next episode. But to to say that we have really good audience engagement, it's hard to say. We have one guy who's commented on every single episode we put out there, and he seems to enjoy it. But that's just one of you know forty, fifty, sixty people who listen to it each time. It's hard to say if that feedback is valuable enough to gain new listeners yeah. off of just that one person. And one last comment on that. Posting consistently is a big deal there. If people know you're posting every Monday, they'll tune in. But if you say, like, I'm going to post once a week and they don't know when that is, you know, maybe it'll come off on people's um, notifications if they've subscribed. But if they didn't and they just casually sometimes search for your show, if you're not consistently putting it, I mean, like, Frequently, but like consistently, you know what I mean. That's how you keep that that listener base. Yeah, good question. Anything else from anybody? Cool. Well, thank you very much again. My name is Brent Lacey. I'm Nolan Lacey. I'm the brother with the beard. I'm the good-looking brother with the beard. We were uh, Final Plank Media. Uh, thanks for coming. Come grab a piece of the Final Plank, and then we'll see you guys around GalaxyCon. Thanks. This was Podcasting 101. Your first 12 months, recorded live at GalaxyCon 2020 on February 29th in Richmond, Virginia. Today's recording was a production of Final Plank Media.